Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the fifth Doctor box set. My name is Peter Davison, I play the fifth Doctor. I'm Sarah Sutton, and I play Nyssa. I'm Janet Fielding, and I play Tegan Javanka. And this can be your room. I'm not planning on sticking around, you know. I've got a flight to catch. We've got Matthew back for this one. The first, the first Adric, Tegan and Nyssa story. I didn't know we hadn't done it before. Isn't that tragic? I didn't, I didn't know Matthew. This was Matthew's first time back. Uh, so, no, it's very nice. It's, it's lovely. It's one of the joys of doing them, actually, is to get together with the old crowd. You're forgetting that in the TARDIS, time is relative. You could be here for weeks or even months and still catch your flight. I'd better not be. No. Matthew Waterhouse playing Adric. But just in case, this can be your room. It's just down the corridor from the control room, so you shouldn't be able to get lost. Perhaps because of the 50th anniversary, but having felt I didn't want to do it, I suddenly felt that I did want to do it. It really isn't any more complicated than that. Though even not doing it had nothing really to do with objecting to the idea of doing it. It was just a question of whether you know, an actor of my age can still have a go at capturing the sort of gaucheness and so forth of a teenager. This used to be Romana's room, or one of them. And who's Romana when she's at home? She used to travel with us, with me and the Doctor. But she's not coming back? No. I'd done um, an audio version of a memoir of Blue Box Boy in which, to some extent, I play myself very young and I also done a couple of Doctor Who audio books where I read myself very young as well as all the other characters. So those two things made me think, yes, maybe I still can get something of that character. Make yourself at home. I've always liked Doctor Who. I, I liked it as a boy. I, I read all the Target books. I was a big fan and I, I was in it when I was very young. So it's been there all my adult life. Whatever else I've done, it's always been there. Um, and yes, no, I love it. I, I, I've always loved it. I don't sort of have to fake it or anything. I, I've always liked Doctor Who and I, I still do. It's all right. I'll go and see what the Doctor's up to. Getting us into trouble knowing him. But you don't know him, Tegan. Not like I do. But you don't, do you? He's not your Doctor anymore. I thought the series would run and run, but I didn't predict, um, of course, the in 1981, I didn't predict the you know, DVDs, the fact that these actual episodes, would, the fact that people would be plucking these 30-year-old programmes off a shelf and putting them into a machine, I didn't think that. I thought the programmes would disappear, would be forgotten. The series would go on, but the programmes would disappear. Your doctor died, remember? I hope you like your room. Was that really necessary, Tegan? The fact that people can actually go and watch these things, I do find quite surreal. Really, and of course, you're sitting at a convention, and you're looking at an audience of a hundred or maybe a thousand people, and the chances are most of them watched you doing something you did thirty years ago last night. Mm. You, if you're a panelist at one of those things, it's the people on the stage are probably the only people who haven't actually watched an episode they were in in many, many years because the people watching them have. Do you have a sense of pride over your association? Oh yes, I think we probably all do. Yes, no, we. I think it's very enjoyable. We all, you know, it's part of our professional life. And it's, it's exciting that this programme has been around so long and one is a, a big part of it. It's, it's, it's an ongoing thing, it never really goes away. Even when you, know, you can be doing plays or all sorts of things you can be doing, but Doctor Who is there, you know, once you've been a Doctor Who boy, you sort of are the Doctor Who boy forever, um, which is, you know, that's exciting. We shouldn't be here. 
Something terrible's going to happen. Oh, they're coming out of the walls! Who are you? Answer truthfully, and your lives will be spared. We believe the disease is highly contagious. As such, we cannot permit you to wander amongst us. You must be quarantined. If we are to endure, we cannot tolerate any rivals. Kill her. There can be only one ruler. When we first landed here, it was before the dawn. We sent out a survey team, and they didn't come back. When it came light, we sent out a second team, which discovered their bodies. What remained of their bodies. You are the last of your order to survive. Perhaps you would like to plead for clemency? Just kill me, just as you killed my brothers and sisters. I've always feared letting my companions down. It's given me something to live up to. I have brought death into your lives. I have caused you suffering. Just how many lives has the Doctor saved? Trillions! The Doctor prevented the heat death of the universe! You've all faced your fears. It's time I faced mine. Hello, I'm Jonathan Morris, and I wrote Psychodrome. You're not the man I used to be, no. But I feel sure I have many admirable qualities that will more than compensate. Let's see. Breathable atmosphere, gravity normal, no radiation. I was keen to write an magic story because I, I, I very much like the character. Um, you know, I was seven years old when he was in Doctor Who, and so when you're seven years old, you just love it. You, you love the characters. So you're going out to explore, just like that? Yes, why not? I have a feeling that curiosity is going to be one of my defining characteristics. This story being set after Castrovalva, it is dealing with the consequences of the regeneration in a way that Castrovalva doesn't do so much because in Castrovalva, Adric isn't present for most of it. He's um, off with the master and so on, and the doctor doesn't have his memory. And there's all different things which never really happen. You never really get a scene where Tegan meets Hedrick for the first time, or where uh, uh, Tegan and Nissa discuss the fact that they've both lost their families, or the, um, the fact that Hedrick is sort of going, "Well, I signed up. To tr I signed up to be Romana's replacement. You know, that's what he wanted. He, he stows around the TARDIS, going, "I'm going to have adventures with Tom Baker, and it's going to be great. Me and him. He'll, he'll be Batman and Robin." And then suddenly he's got a young Doctor and. The Doctor's two girlfriends, and it's like Adric's just sort of like stuck in the. He's like the fourth wheel on the bicycle, going. Oh, do you need me here anymore? Am I going to fit in? Where are we? Well, I'm afraid I don't know yet. It was a bit weird, sort of going back and, like, going back to the very beginning of it. I suppose the only worry is you don't know what you're doing now matches what you were doing then. But you can't. I don't think you can't try and turn back the clock in that sense because you, you know, if you're given the chance of doing anything. Again, you try and do it uh, to the best of your ability. And obviously that, you know, in, in 1981, I was just starting out on it. And, you know, I often look at those, some of those early stories and think, ah, oh, give me another chance. So this is like having another chance. <laughs> you mean we could be anywhere in time and space? Yes. Rather exhilarating, isn't it? Not really. I don't remember signing up for a magical mystery tour. You can always stay in the TARDIS and wait. You'd like that, wouldn't you? No. We might as well see what this place has to say for itself. That's the spirit, Tegan. Seize the day. It's quite nice, this one, though, because it seems to slot in very specifically time-wise. Yeah, it does. Um, and it's it's nice because it does go back to a time when we didn't know each other quite so well, and we were early on as a team. 
So it's quite nice to try and it bring is, yeah. that yeah, it into is that, the yeah. performance. Yeah. It's very revealing. It reveals what the other companions really think about me and each other. They All the companions hate me. Um, but I'd like to think, actually, that they really hate Tom Baker because I was, I'm fairly new in this story. So I've yet to win them over, which, of course, I do over the course of the next three years. Misunderstanding comes about what we think about Adric and what Adric yeah. thinks about you and the relationship with the Doctor, how we blame the Doctor. It is quite a sort of a maze of a script, um, which I think is very interesting. I think people are going to find it quite exciting to listen to and quite strange and dreamlike in parts. We're never going to make it back alive. There are monsters out here. Really? Are you sure that's not just something they tell you to make sure you behave? No. People have died, Adric. When they discovered the first survey team, all their bodies had been drained of blood. The sort of thing I normally try not to do, which is um, have continuity references, this one is full of that sort of stuff. After me, run! Stop them! Stop them at once! It's a big remixy mashup of um, 1981. I am the death that walks in your footsteps. I am your own worst enemy, Doctor. Something's happened on that island. It's an evil place. Bad things happen there. Even the Doctor wouldn't bring us to a haunted house. Are those graves? Well, that's disturbing. There's hatred here, Tegan. Anger. It wants us to go. I, I thought I saw someone. In indistinct, moving through the dark, like a scream without a face, like insanity walking. It was laughing. I was wrong. I'm not all right. There's something evil here. We can't stop it. What's going on here, Doctor? It's all well and good being rigid and rational, but you only need to be wrong once and there'll be nothing to help when the ghosts come out to play. I think we walk a demon. Doctor! Hello, I'm John Donny and I wrote Iterations of I. Heathrow, 1981. Heathrow? Since you've been having so much difficulty getting there... It wasn't my suggestion. I didn't want to go. You thought you'd show me how to do it properly. Well, yes. What sort of discussions did you have with Johnny, who's doing the companion piece to this one? Johnny and I uh, just sort of chatted around it and, and batted it back and forth a bit. I think the idea was that Johnny was going to do something a little bit more exploratory and character-based and I was going to do something a little bit more, I suppose, violent than um, Eric Saywood. Hey! I've always rather liked Adric. Uh, I think I think I'm unique amongst the Big Finish regular writing teams in that I'm the only writer, possibly, I'm Eddie, I'm not quite sure how old Eddie is and whether he's older or younger than me because he might be the other option. Um, I'm the only one who grew up with the Peter Davison era. I'm the only one, that's where I started. I was I was too young uh, to really experience any of the Tom Baker years. And so season 19 was the first one I watched regularly. So this is my TARDIS team. This is my uh, my first experience. It was my original crew. So to get the opportunity to reunite them is, is, is really rather exciting, yes. Don't look at me, I haven't done anything. Quickly, Mister, that switch there. Right. Are you trying to fly my TARDIS? Not trying, succeeding. That's unspeakably dangerous. I've always been quite interested and quite fond of mathematics. And when you've got some incredibly smart characters in the TARDIS, uh, it's, you've got to sort of play to that, I think. You've got to actually take advantage of the fact that that's their USP. And I, 
I don't think we've ever really done a, a story about maths, and I don't think Doctor Who's done a story about maths. And with Adric there, it seemed to be quite a good starting point to actually explore it. They believed that God was a number, an impossibly long number. God. Right. How fascinating. I think this is a wonderful story. I'm very, very pleased with it indeed. Um, I didn't know, I, I, I must admit, I'm not a very, very mathematical person. I'd never heard of the number I. I hope that's not giving away the story. But uh, I'd never heard of the number I. But my partner, who, who knows something about maths, actually did. Um, so, I, uh, so I've sort of done, I wouldn't say research in any big way, but I have actually read up a few chunks in maths books about it. And I think it's really intriguing, the idea of... It's very cool. It's a very cool notion. I like it a lot. This computer seems to be running of its own accord. That one? That's the one Tegan used earlier. I... I... Exactly. I. It's got lots of numbers scrolling on it, but it's mainly repeating the letter I. It's a nice story. I like the idea of um, us being in Ireland. We've not been to Ireland before. Um, and it's, it's, it's atmospheric and ghostly, and Nyssa gets to be quite scared in this one, so it's quite nice. You can see where they got the idea. The Bible says that God is in all things, and if there's one thing that's in all things, it's mathematics. Certain numbers recur throughout nature. E, for example. E? Hate to break it to you, Doc, but where I come from, that's called a letter. It's symbolic. It represents an irrational number. It's a clever script, I think. It is about uh, the way in which universe is made up of numbers. and Well, the numerical relationship between objects so it's it's quite interesting it's sort of where physics meets mathematics I guess is is uh, is, is where you, uh, it reminds me of the, a book called the dancing masters of Wu Li which was very popular in the 80s when quantum physics and all that was being popularized did you hear that hear what I thought I don't know what I thought we need to get out of here soon we do why None of this scares you. What's to be scared of? And of course, because it's about mathematics, it's very much using Adric's, um, Adric's expertise. He's a big part of it. Um, and, and I think they've got his voice. Why has it gotten so windy in here all of a sudden? Where's that coming from? It is atmospheric and the idea of the wind and the rain and being on this island. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good yarn. Why is it so windy in here? I just said that. The window was open. It's not anymore. And the iComputer was still in operation. I didn't switch it off. It's fun to do. We know we're enjoying them. We're going to do more. And, and why not? Why not go on doing it? Well, people like Doctor Who. They want more of it. It's fun to do. It keeps us busy. It's cool. It's all cool. Ah!